0: Every Arizona homeowner's best friend.
1: Welcome back to my house. Rosie on the house. Every Arizona homeowner's happy place where we do everything we can to answer any question you might have and give you the guidance you need to take care of your house, home, castle, or cabin, whether it's repairing, maintaining, remodeling, or replacing we're here for you with information that we've gathered over 48 years of building and remodeling right here in the great state of Arizona. And every once in a while, little old Rosie on the House program is recognized as a winner of this and a winner of that, and we're pretty excited to announce it. I think it's for the sixth or seventh year in a row. In Pima County, we were recognized by the Arizona Daily Star Reader's Choice, homeowner's poll as the homeowner reference source number one. We are the safest place for any of you homeowners to go and look for contractors that want that you want to get done work at your home. Um, Jennifer and I are in a constant battle, not with each other. But with society, on homeowners calling us, telling us how they're being taken advantage of. And, Rosie, can't you stop this? Can't you stop? Yes, I can stop it. Just use Rosie on the House Certified Partners, and it'll never happen. So, tickle to death that uh, Rosie on the House in Pima County was awarded the Arizona Daily Star Reader's Choice Best Homeowner Resource in 2023. And I think that's six or seven years in a row. The Roselle National Referral Network continues to grow, um, and and we're looking for it to grow, but we're not diminishing the admittance requirements. The, the vetting I, and the screening is as
2: tough as it's ever been. I was just explaining that to somebody that's looking to join the network about, you know, when we started the program and, you know, when the screening process came into play and, just the amount of technology and information that's available. And one of my favorite elements is the Guild Quality. It's a third-party customer survey and review service. You, know, you can go to any other referral source online and see five-star reviews. You don't know who those people are. You've got companies that have been in business a year that have thousands. It's like, how is that even possible? <laughs> uh, you go to our Reviews on Google, and they're thanking us for our tea. I'm like, it's you, this person wrote a review for the wrong company, and we brought that to Google's attention. You know, this isn't us. Uh, We've even responded to the person, letting them know, I think you wrote it. Uh, You should write it for the company that the restaurant that actually creates this tea because they'd like people to know that (laughs) hey, someone really likes our tea. Google's response. It's not violating our standards, so we're not going to do anything about it. So, I mean, there's bogus, bogus, bogus. bogus. The guild quality. It's verified that this contractor did work at this homeowner's address from both parties. Then there's all kinds of different ways you can set up. You know, there's the standard, but uh, you know what? An area. Might apply to one company that doesn't apply to another. So you can actually ask, you know, grade me on these 10 issues, and the company can set them up different. And then there's an open form so the person can add extra content in there. We can't control any of that. And when a survey is completed, it's automatically updated to the partners page at Rosie on the House. And we're at 97% percent on the thousands of reviews we've received that we can't control, manipulate, monitor, you know, and they're all still five star. So they're verified customer surveys and reviews. So not only does a contractor coming into the network now have to get a high guild quality standard and review, but it actually they have to maintain that going forward. You know, they've always we've always had that high standard, but we've made it a third party so there's a s- separation of church and state and you know, nobody could ever come back like uh, I won't, you know, I don't want to mention names because I don't want to bad mouth anybody. But you can pay to have reviews taken away. You can pay to have good uh, reviews at, 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 at other at services. other
1: referral networks. So, at other referral networks.
3: Unless you think we beat that horse to death, <laughs> you don't answer the phones like we do during the week. And the heartbroken people who have used somebody because their neighbor used them and have been. Upsold, oversold, you know. So and we're going to, we actually have an article next week on ways that you can find, you know, you can watch to make sure that doesn't it, happen to you. And you know, what you're risky. talking
2: about is a woman that listens to the program regularly, big fan, still got convinced by a neighbor to use this other company who charged her over five grand for a job that should have been three. eight to nine hundred. Oh, well, three?
3: Yeah, I did some research about three. About but, three. But she was elderly and didn't have money to spend. So.
2: Taken to the cleaners. Yeah. All right, so
1: that's what we do here at Rosie on the House. It's not an easy job, but it's one we do, and we do it for the purpose of protecting you, the Arizona homeowner. It is free to you, and you could only uh, take advantage of it if you stay within the Rosie on the House certified contractors. So don't touch your house, and don't let your friends, and don't let your
2: family touch their
1: house without touching Rosie on the House first.
2: You know what I bet it was? Huh. A lot of those companies say, like, will give you a commission if you refer your neighbor. Yeah, a lot of it is.
3: Oh, that's why they
1: – So that's yeah. why – that.
2: I bet you that's why that neighbor was pushing it so bad because they had, you know, a incentive. hundred bucks yeah. or $150 incentive to push that.
3: Yeah. All right. We'll give you some red flags next week.
1: Well, we've invited people to call one 767 4348 to see if we can answer your questions about home ownership and home improvement. We've got Scott and Dave and an open line for you. If you have any question you have, one 767 let us go to Scott first. Welcome him to Rosie on the house. Good morning, Mr. Scott.
4: Good morning, Rosie. How are you today? Hey,
1: bud, really well. Hope you are, too.
4: Doing well. Um, you and I actually spoke a couple of weeks ago. I was having a, a rather odd problem with my fire pit in my backyard. And, um, you embarrass me. You I, and I, I, told-
1: yeah, I hate it when homeowners ask me questions. I have no idea what they're talking about. So explain the original dilemma. I want to know what, how it got fixed.
4: <laughs> the original problem was I had a fire pit built in our backyard, about a year ago it is um, it's a propane uh, tank situation and I have what we have is when they built the fire pit they put two pillars on the same pad and inside each pillar is a propane tank so when one would run out we could use the other well when I would light it up and I would turn the flame too high it would shut off and it would not relight so I assumed there was something wrong with one of the tanks or one of the tanks regulators. So I would turn that tank off and turn the other tank on and it still wouldn't light. And I was completely perplexed. I don't know why it wouldn't, it wouldn't light. And then the next day it would light, but the same issue. If I turned the flame too high, it would shut off and it would not relight. So when I spoke with you, you had given me uh, a name of uh, Mr. Barnett, I believe it was, in uh, Yavapai Propane, and I spoke with Barrett, a couple of his employees. Yeah, Dave Barrett, at Barrett Propane, yep. Yeah, yeah, Dave Barrett, that's right. Well, I I actually didn't speak with him. I spoke with uh, someone named Terry. Good. Um, Very helpful. He, um, I kind of explained what was going on, and he asked me first, how big is the burner? And I told him, and he said, I told him that it was not like a store-bought burner, but they had used... Um, black pipe, and they had just drilled holes in it when they when they built this fire pit. Um, he asked me how big the holes were, and I described them about the size of a pencil lead, and he just laughed and said there was holes, not only are there probably too many, but they're too big. It's letting too much gas through. So what happens is there's a, uh, a safety valve in the actually the hose line that if the gas is being pulled out too quickly, there's a ball bearing and a spring in that hose that activate and shut that gas flow off so that you can't have like a barbecue grill shooting a flame, you know, too high. So the burner grill was
1: not engineered. It was kind of home invented.
4: Yes. Okay. All right. So have we got it fixed? So anyway, I got it fixed. I called, I actually called a local company. I don't know if I should give their name because I didn't ask them permission to do so. Uh, okay. But they did come out, and they looked at it, and the guy said he has seen it before um, where the coupling for the hose attaches to the propane tank. Inside that hose, there is a ball bearing and a spring that are activated if the gas flow is being pulled too quickly. It will shut it off. What would happen was I would shut off one tank, right, and it, and it, it, it would, the, pro, the problem would happen. And it would be uh, it would cause what they called a flow check I believe but it, to me it sounded like vapor lock have you and been that's ab- why the have second you, tank,
1: have you been able to get it fixed
4: I did get it fixed. they took and they the the technician drilled out that ball bearing and spring and it worked just fine so what we did was the regulators are supposed to be at the tank not down the other end of the hose so he went and got two different different um, hoses and so the regulator is at the tank um but he did drill okay. out that ball bearing and spring
1: all right well let me um okay uh i'm i'm gonna take this podcast a recorded segment I'm, a, I'm gonna do a little bit more research um it it does concern me when a technician wants to override an industry design safety feature um um, uh,
2: Scott, Especially when it's involving gas,
1: Scott. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit more research on your on your behalf, and I've got your name and number, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll track you down. I'm I'm glad that dilemma got fixed. Uh, I think it goes back to the fact that when the pit was put in, we used homemade burners uh, that were home engineered rather as designed to the industry standard. So. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay a bit involved a little bit more and see if I can ask a couple more questions on your behalf.
2: Ask your question one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight one triple eight Rosie
0: for you. Welcome aboard. Introducing our newest trusted Rosie certified partner to the award winning Rosie on the House certified partner network.
2: In our effort to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend, we're constantly looking for best of the best and. Certified partners to be there to service the Arizona homeowner, whatever they need. And one of the areas we were avoiding was a West Valley roofer. Well, that has changed today. Alonzo Popejoy of Armored Roofings in studio. You brought the whole crew, but yes. they're, they're all standing on your shoulders looking for you to do the talking.
5: Yes, they are. No, we're very excited to uh, be a part of uh, Rosie on the House. This is uh, something we've been uh, definitely looking into for like years. So to actually be at this point and to be joining the team, it's definitely a blessing.
2: And one of the additional things that we were excited about, aside from being in the West Valley, is y'all will do modular homes as well.
5: Yes, yes. So for us, um, when it comes to repairs, replacements, uh, we're definitely looking for stuff like that. So... Uh, No jobs too little for us.
2: But y'all also go up to commercial work as well. We don't have a lot of requests for commercial work, but some of our listeners own commercial buildings and use the network and our partners that do have both residential and commercial license when they need them.
5: Yeah, so we do have a dual license, residential and commercial. Uh, We have done uh, commercial projects, and we're definitely looking forward to doing more.
2: And located in Sun City, how far will y'all travel from you know, your location there south of Bell on about, what, 99th?
5: Yes, so we um, will travel there, but we also go all the way out to even like Prescott, Chandler, East Valley, but um, we're definitely looking to uh, capture the West Valley.
2: You've got a pretty interesting story coming to, uh, you know, the roofing career. You've been in it in different industries and in different markets uh, before you settled here in Arizona.
5: Yes, yeah, so um, actually prior to uh, doing roofing, uh, Anthony and I had a children's resale store, and so uh, we did make a transition to uh, roofing. And uh, me and Anthony actually uh, went to high school together as well.
2: And Anthony's uh, the silent partner. Yes, he's, he's here. Yes, and, he's and here. And but... But...
5: <laughs> <laughs> he's here, but he doesn't want to be seen. You but might but he's have to here. sit on him and tickle him to yes. make him make a sound. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, definitely, definitely the face, but um, yeah, Anthony is definitely a, a big part of this company. So
2: now, when somebody calls uh, Armored Roofing, they need their roofing inspection. Well, how how's the process work for the homeowner?
5: Uh, so someone can call in and then uh, book an appointment. Uh, we try to go out as soon as possible. Uh, just depends on where we're at in the schedule, but uh, we definitely try to get out there, assess the roof, and try to get the homeowner. Uh, quote and try to get them rolling as soon as possible.
2: All right. You can find Armored Roofing at rosieonthehouse.com in the roofing category. Newest partner out of Sun City, Arizona. Welcome to the network.
5: Thank you so much. We appreciate it.
1: And welcome back to Rosie on the House. talking a little bit about uh, the state of residential remodeling uh, in the state of Arizona and how healthy it is apparently holding up. And I think we're about ready to see a monster, monster spike. Headline, City Council Just Legalized Guest Houses. Oh, baby. Romy, do you think that means they legalize all the ones that have been built illegal the last 40 <laughs> years. <laughs> or you think, will they Will they reverse
2: grandfather all the ones that have been built? <laughs> you know, I, when I read that article on KTAR.com yesterday, I, you have got one from the Republic yeah. there. Um, this is huge. The first thing I thought was, you know, the, <laughs> the reason for it. Is they're trying to – the city of Phoenix is pretty close to landlocked. I mean it's not like they've got room for expansion or Except a lot up, of – Up, 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 up. <laughs> We're seeing a lot of that, aren't we? <laughs> and not man, a lot a of man. open lots yep. left. Location-wise, hmm. if you like where you're at but you've got multiple family members living there, you know this provides a solution to everyone kind of having their own space. But, and, and the reason for it was to, you know, solve the housing issue and, and open some more beds, and affordable housing, <laughs> bathrooms. Like, they have no idea. And they were specifically talking about casitas and guest house. Yep. Like, you know, <laughs> a lot of these areas that this was applied to and the age of homes in Phoenix. These casitas are going to cost two or three times what the house oh, cost to build originally. Oh, oh, easy. And this is their solution for affordable yeah. housing. Yeah. Well, but given <laughs> given the current
1: status of things, it, it's a really good option, I think. No, I'm and, not saying it's not
2: a good option. Yeah. It's just when you compare the money from the time oh. frame it was built to it is now – when if somebody's lived in that house the whole oh. time and they get the price for a casita, they're gonna be like, "That's three times what I bought uh, I, this house for uh, fifty years oh, it ago." Is. <laughs> it will be. It absolutely will
1: be. We're uh, uh, at at the remodeling company. We're told all the time, "You want me to spend that on a kitchen remodel?" That's twice what I paid for the house. When did you buy the house? In 1957. Yeah, I said, well, I know, I know, I know, I know. We're not winning any popularity contest with our estimates right now. I can tell you that right now. But I do predict um, uh, Obamacare g- gave us a huge spike in multi generational housing, a huge spike of people moving back with their families. This guest house uh, legalization. Is going to provide us a huge boost in work. Uh, if y'all, if you're, if you're considering uh, being one of the people that can take advantage of what is now going to become legal for adding guest houses in your backyard, give us a ring at Rosie Wright. We've been doing it for
2: years and years and years. You know who else has opportunity in this? Is Urban Shed Concept. Absolutely. You know it's mainly for storage now, but a few design modifications. That would make a great second house dropped in your backyard. Dave's got a great question at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. 767 4348 That's one triple eight rosie for you if you'd like to join the conversation. But before we do, I just need to know if you two need a little intervention here. Because you're sitting here talking about when Jennifer lets you drive the Mach-E like you never get to. Well, we were in <laughs> your 250... Super duty yesterday. Yeah, baby. And mom's complaint was Rosie never lets me drive this. <laughs> you I guys to... just need to like trade for a week or something. <laughs> like you get it the the first and the third week of the month. Rosie gets the Mach-E. The second and the fourth, you get the two fifty. I mean, we can we can work here. On I'm this. used
3: to my big spaces. I love driving the Mackie. It's really fun, but I do miss the truck and. My expedition. It's very
1: unusual. And Jennifer and I are 46 years of marriage.
3: Yep.
1: It's very, I don't think we've ever both had a new car at the same time. We rotate every 10 years, one of us gets a new car. It just happened that now we both have brand new cars. It's kind of peculiar.
3: Well, you don't have to argue with me about driving the Mach-E because I want to drive your truck.
2: Okay, good. Thanks, homie. Thank, thanks for bringing uh, that
3: intervention help. All thanks. right, <laughs> let's
2: solve that, buddy. I appreciate it. Let's see if we can solve David's issue. Beautiful neighborhood, Sunburst Farms. Are you an east or west?
0: Uh, I'm an east. Okay. I'm an east on uh, Cactus and about 56th Street.
2: And I don't know if they've done it yet, but those homes are now old enough, those neighborhoods, they can classify for historic neighborhoods, which would jump your uh <laughs> price and and equity about fifteen to twenty percent almost instantly. I don't know if anyone's gone to the effort work to start that paperwork process to get those neighborhoods classified as historic homes, but they're beautiful homes, beautiful lots. How can we help you on yeah. yours
0: yeah 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 it's a great neighborhood uh've been here over twenty years but oh, born and raised in scottsdale lived here all seventy years of my life and so I had several houses uh uh, Cape Creek, and, but this is the first I've ever run into this problem. So it's okay. kind of interesting. It's fantastic that you guys are talking about the uh, uh, casitas, and uh, we changed our barn into a little, uh-huh. a little, uh, 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 uh barn dominium, the kids yeah. call it. Yeah. And, uh, the, the restrooms where the chicken coop used to be. So it, okay. it, uh, but we did it all with permits, and, uh, uh, so we're ready to maybe expand on it now with the new ruling because okay. it's right on the plans, not for, Sleeping quarters right right so we're gonna expand that so th- my question was gonna be about power I have a 200 amp uh, here to the house I got a 3 about 3,800 foot house uh-huh. and then the barn is about 600 and the swimming pool and three air conditionings one mini split yeah so it's 200 amps and I'm like ah, we're probably gonna need more power so that was gonna be my question but in the meantime uh last about jeopardy time last night the lights (laughs) flickered in the house (laughs) and flickered a little more and it was midnight I got up and it was a light show it was flickering everywhere it was flickering so i go out to the uh the meter yeah and the boxes and um uh i can hear it making noise behind the meter like a sizzling noise so boom, boom i just turned everything off turned everything off and um APS got here about 3 o'clock. They were fantastic. Okay, I uh, can't say anything bad, but they were fantastic. Anyway, he got here. He kind of wiggled the meter, and he said, what happens to those tabs in the back go yep. bad. Yep. And um, uh, so he wiggled a little lit it, and he said, I'm going to turn everything back on. He turns it all back on. He says, just lower your load. Turn the air conditioning off you don't need. Don't do laundry right now. He said, no, turn the pool filter off. Get by tonight if you don't want to go to a hotel because... Our um, almost 90-year-old mother-in-law lives in with us. Okay. And um, so it worked. It, it hasn't flickered at all yet as of this morning, but we've got, you know, nothing crazy going on. So, like I said, living here my whole life, I've never seen a problem in the meter itself. And then how do I, I guess I need it. He said, you need the electrician here, yeah. and then APS will come and meet them here and then make a decision there. I'm, like, I'm, I'm yeah. out of my league. Well, I can break your horses, but I can't. Okay, I can't, uh, all right. Your
1: electricity. Okay. Um, well, you're you're going the right direction, and the fact everything you've done today has all been permanent puts you in a very very strong position. But you you should definitely consider upgrading to a 400 amp, uh, and the fact that the lugs on that 200 amp are probably wearing down, and that's probably what you're hearing arcing back there is uh, I, w- I would tell you that the Mighty Electrician is our certified electrician that kind of services right there in the Scottsdale area. Uh, you uh, give, give John a call, have him come out and take a look at it for you. He'll come out and look at it for free. He'll kind of assess your load, talk to him about what you might want to do with the Barn Dominium and expanding its capacity to be a, a guest house facility. And uh, John can get the whole thing drawn up for you it's john Bolinball at the mighty electrician and i just happen to know uh he's going to be in your neighborhood this week uh because he's going to be at my house and i'm just down the street from you so give give mighty electrician a call and uh get him there to take a look at there's no doubt in my mind for a house that size on a lot that size feeding a guest facility that size you should go to a 400 amp service.
2: And I don't know if it's going to work out timing-wise. You said he's going to be in his neighborhood, but I don't know John's schedule. But if it all works out right, we can actually have a follow-up to this in two weeks because he's going to be in studio with us mm. on the 23rd. We're going to have That's a right. day with an electrician. If you have electrical questions, you know, mark your calendar. Two weeks out the 23rd, John will be in studio talking about different uh, electrical upgrades, maintenance, and taking your calls on whatever electrical issue or question you might have in the third segment we also cover our weekly to do if you get our newsletter uh that goes out every thursday it gives you a preview of the lineup about what we're talking about each saturday or if you're following along in your homeowner handbook you know here on september 9th our weekly to do is talking about natural cleaners
3: it is it kind of jazzed me to kind of go back to natural i've gotten lazy with work and I just buy a bottle of something off the shelf and use it. But um, our article this week, we kind of talk about the basics. When you're talking about natural cleaners for your home, you're almost always talking white vinegar, baking soda, hydrogen peroxide, isopropyl alcohol, borax powder, maybe some essential oils, and water, distilled yeah. water usually.
1: All in if, a 3,000 PSI power washer.
3: No, no. <laughs> so there, so you, there's different formulas you can use. I actually reached out to Amanda, uh, Romy's sweet wife, because I know she likes the natural things. And so she gave me a couple of recipes that she had. So I will share them with you. So for the shower, you would take uh, two cups of warm water, a quarter cup of vinegar, a quarter cup of alcohol, and a squirt of dish soap. She likes it on. And that's what she uses for the shower. And then if you want to do your windows, you would add, you would use that formula and add a tablespoon of cornstarch, which I had not heard of. So, and she said her, that was her grandma's recipe, and grandma used to use newspapers. She said, but nobody has newspaper anymore, so I just use—I um, don't know what she uses. I like the microfiber cloths our, myself.
2: Our Epoch Times only comes once a yeah. week; it's not a daily publication, so we don't we don't have quite enough newspaper.
3: <laughs> yeah, and we save ours. So, <laughs> and then I reached out to Rosie's sister, Cleta. She lives out on a 200-acre farm in Ar- in um, the Ozarks, and she's always loved this topic so she said that um, one of her tips was that she loves tallow soap and so tallow comes in a bar and she uses it for her laundry. Spoken
1: like a real woman that lives on a 200 acre farm in the middle of the Ozarks 47 miles from the nearest store.
3: Now I was thinking nobody Ta- uh, yes. Soap. <laughs> well, I was thinking nobody would be interested because she makes her own. However, if you search on the website you can find some pretty oh. pretty nice products and it has to have no scent in it. Um, and she just says and then also for laundry vinegar. But I also am an uh, aromatherapy girl. I like things to smell good. So, I have I don't know if anybody's heard of um thegrove.com but they have great great natural products and most of them have great scents and um, some of their products they they sell are like Meyers you can get at Ace Hardware but they have scents like apple cider and lilac and lemon verbena and that that does my heart good to finish cleaning the house and it smells good too so I like that website and they also have some great um, really nice natural bristle brushes and stuff too they sell so that's grove.com oh here's one more for you So, uh, Cleta, whenever I ask Cleta a question, she goes overboard for me. So, she sent me a picture of a book she uses. It's Carla Emery's Old Fashioned Recipe Book. So, I looked it up for you guys. If you want an original copy, it's $234 to get a copy. It must be good. It must be. However, if you want to go to thriftbooks.com, you can find it for $22, which is still pretty pricey for a, you know, just a cleaning book. But it has some great recipes, natural recipes in it.
2: And we'll put that link on the today's podcast page. This is the third segment, so just go to the Open Home Hour and scroll down to segment three. And we'll put another link on there. There's one called the Formula Book, which is oh. uh, one that we have, and it's how to make formulas for different things that you would be able to put together in you know your American average pantry, yeah, and uh, you know whatever's under your sink. So it's a uh, it's it's a fun book, you know, making different all kinds of cleaners. But you know that book, and and I, and I don't know about the book Cleta mentioned, but your uh, your natural cleaners as well. No one ever mentions the spit and thumb. It works on a kid's face. She yeah, has the most natural <laughs> thing. Why not Why not apply that elsewhere in your home?
1: well you've got a couple questions that have come in by text let's address them real quick and then i want to go to takeaways for the show i want all arizona homeowners to take these things away from today's
3: broadcast okay i have a large glass block window in my bathroom i've had it replaced once now it's leaking just around the window not just around the window but between the blocks also what's the best way to correct the issue replace try to seal it
1: well, I would try to seal it first with just a waterproofing sealer on the grout joints itself. I'd start with that. Chances are when the when the uh, mortar was put in place, it was put in a little too wet, probably has some air bubbles in it, and that's where the moisture is is coming through in the grout joints between the glass block. The glass block itself is probably not leaking. You could try and put some penetrating waterproofing agent. On the grout outside, I would start there. If that doesn't solve the problem, then you're going to need to end up uh, getting it done right.
3: Does she? She asked us, do you think she would just change to a different product, or is it worth trying to save it?
1: No, you can put glass block in correctly that won't leak.
3: Okay. You want another one? Sure. I currently have several layers of shingles. We are in need of a new roof. I know good things about metal roofs. Um, I recently read something about a new type of roofing that reflects the sunlight and heat away from the house into the atmosphere to keep the house cooler. Have you heard of this?
1: Yeah, there's actually lots of new products that are doing a lot to reflect heat. Uh, There's actually an article, uh, again, I mentioned the Wall Street Journal earlier. In the Wall Street Journal, they're talking about a reflective paint that they're going through L.A. and, and painting the basketball courts in the city parks. And it's creating an environment immediately above within the first 10 feet of the, of the floor level up. It's actually lowering the temperature of the playing court by about 6 degrees. Um, so there's lots of products that will do that. Uh, they do make them for roofs. I want to put one caveat in there, that there are additives you can put to paint to your house that's supposed to do the same thing. Ceramic coatings. I am not a fan of those for a whole lot of reasons so be careful there you have to be careful if it's worth the money okay it's like don't spend a more than you need to reflecting heat when we already have the technology to deal with it in other ways okay got it next question
3: that that'll wrap it up the other one you already kind of answered last hour it was about um you know, the small houses in the backyard, second well, houses. Well,
1: boy, I had I had a software application that blew up my phone this week. Someone came on the app and said, it's my assertion that 50% of the contractors in the Valley are not worth a poop.
3: Well, I can tell you everyone on the, our network is worth their weight in gold.
1: So for kicks, I decided to monitor the responses to this. My phone has not. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of people agreeing with him. And all I can tell you people is you're not finding your contractors at Rosie dot the And City of Scottsdale is leading efforts to reclaim neighborhoods from short-term rentals. The city's developed three proposals aimed at curtailing the proliferation of short-term rentals. I, I, would, I would support that. I would completely endorse it. Okay. I what have are...
0: two short-term rentals like within houses of me in my neighborhood. Yeah. The one on the left finally gave up. It's for sale.
1: Okay. All right. Good. Yeah, we have a saturation. You know, I mean, when you have Super Bowl and the Phoenix Open and Barrett-Jackson and 50% of the short-term rentals don't get rented, you, we've
2: got an overflow of them. Okay, well, takeaways and, real quick. And they outprice themselves, too. I mean, they just got so ridiculously yeah, expensive. Yeah, that was crazy
3: last time. And,
2: uh, you know, if you are coming to Arizona at those times in the spring or you know winter or whatever, January, that's kind of pretty much spring – you're not in your room, you're not in your the house, you're out enjoying it. So, you're spending all this money for a place you're not even using. It was the market's correcting itself. I sure hope so.
1: I sure hope. And I, and and we're going to have someone from City of Scottsdale in here talking about what are they doing about reclaiming the neighborhoods from the proliferation of hotels in residential neighborhoods. Okay, takeaways from today. You're Jennifer. Not,
3: you're not going to like mine. Oh, okay. I want I want Arizona Roadwood, rosewoods all around my yard and not oleanders.
2: Oh, Lordy.
3: That was that was from Justin Rohner in Agriscaping this morning, 8 o'clock.
2: And you He's, guys, that's about, what, 250 linear feet of yeah, yeah, plant replacement? Yeah, they are
3: yeah, old yeah. and ugly oleanders. 18 I feet want tall.
2: Rosewoods. Another intervention, Rohner. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. All right.
2: Great hour with David Burns on zoning your home in the 9 o'clock hour. uh a, new style and tactic of energy efficiency? We had a lot of
1: great information, but quite selfishly, the big takeaway, I hope you'll all take away, Rosie Wright design, bill, remodel, and Rosie announced desperately is looking for great accounting help. And I'm telling you, Janice is going to give you an accounting test. We can't find anybody that can pass it.